This episode is brought to you by the overwhelming feeling of falling into the void after miscalculating the number of steps in a staircase. Thank you. Welcome to Solitude, a weekly podcast about you. Doing what we can to get by in the world looks different for every individual. Personal values and iterations of success create a natural separation from person to person. Social constructs work against this nature to instill a need to create a uniform and accepted method of interaction. The differences that make one an individual are nurtured by providing space for growth in order to create that space Structures have to be torn down and the soil turned. This week's episode is called Creating Space and You. In order to thrive, it is important to make space. Creating this space can be exceptionally difficult as connectivity becomes a greater part of social maintenance. Expressing individuality, building mental strength, And gaining perspective requires that we're able to take a step back and analyze ourselves and the world around us. As a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, a therapist, or a counselor. All of the opinions expressed in this podcast are based on my personal experiences, academic background, and research conducted by myself. Creating space is just as important as any other aspect of self-care yet it seems to be one of the most difficult habits to reinforce. You may feel the urge to log out of online accounts and shut the phone off every now and then, but in moments alone, when things are the most quiet, it is almost an instinct to start scrolling. Behaviors like this add to a larger pool of habits that keep us from learning how to be content in our everyday lives. Always being available and connected can increase anxieties and reinforce a trait that makes it impossible for us to be comfortable while being alone. This negatively affects relationships, work and school performance, personal development, and independent thought. Understanding that there are boundaries that you may need to set for yourself does take a moment of introspection. There are a few things that you have to ask yourself. Do you have a creative outlet? When was the last time that you created something just for fun? How difficult is it for you to go shopping or out to meals alone? What do you spend your time at home doing? The benefits of being able to set boundaries can improve quality of life as you gain self-reliance, accountability, confidence, and motivation. So how do you make this space? First, it is important to know that it is okay to separate yourself from others in order to retain a level of independence. You don't have an automatic obligation to go to the birthday party or the baby shower or whatever. You aren't a -a rent-a-friend. Your time is yours, and you have the final say on how you spend it. It is also time to learn how to say no and mean it. If you feel like you are a pushover, you are. If someone knows that you'll always say yes, they are going to be naturally inclined to come to you first. If you are someone that has a hard time saying no, there is a large chance that you put yourselves in situations that you don't want to be a part of as a way to avoid hurting other people's feelings. And we all know that that is crap. We're taught from the beginning of time that we have to be able to learn how to be told no. It can be disappointing to be told no, 
But if you're asking something of someone else and they decline, you have to accept that. It is not meant to be malicious. It's someone telling you that they either do not want to put themselves into a position that is undesirable for them, or that it may be something that's not helping them move forward. Building space not only makes it easier to say no, but to be told no as well. Setting a time for yourself might not be something that is natural to you. You might be someone that is caught up in working all the time or working to maintain relationships, friendships, and always out doing something with someone. It's important to actually have time where you're not only just deactivated from social media and other forms of communication, but time that you're actually using to help yourself meet goals and construct healthy habits. Challenge yourself to actually put time on the calendar that is just yours and stick to that, follow through, and use that time for something that you want to use it for. When it is difficult for us to find time to do something by ourselves or to set time away for ourselves, it's usually because we are either uncomfortable with being alone or we have no idea what to do with that spare time. It's important that we keep our minds active and that we're always doing things that do challenge us and we're always working to grow and develop and learn more. By doing that, you're not only helping yourself become a more well-rounded human being, but you're also giving yourself an opportunity to explore the world around you a little bit more intimately. Being able to spend time with yourself, you also are able to really get to understand how you react to the world around you. And while you might feel as if you have a pretty good understanding of how you and everything else interact together, it might be more insightful to actually spend some time alone and really see how it feels the next time you go out or the next time that you're pushed into a commitment that maybe you in the first place weren't interested in taking on. You will see that you have given yourself time to decompress and actually dedicate that time to yourself and not being able to have that time can put you in a place where you do feel anxious or stressed out because you are doing things that you might not want to be doing or things that aren't conducive to actually helping you improve as a person. Now, this isn't saying that once you make space, you'll never have to do anything in life that you didn't want to do in the first place. Of course, we all know that that's not how anything works. But it does give you an opportunity to give yourself distance from things that are unnecessarily unpleasant or things that aren't actually needs but wants from other people or other things in your life. Once you start making it a regular habit to set aside time for yourself, you will also be given the opportunity to better schedule your days and build routines that are more suited to fit you and your goals. There might be times of the day that you realize that it's kind of a dead time. You maybe spend it on the phone or watching TV, something that you could do without. And you also might realize that you feel like you don't have time to take on other tasks that maybe are really important to you or things that you are hoping that you'd be able to pick back up. By having this time that you set aside during the week or during the day that's specifically for you and you're unplugged from everything, you can revisit these goals and actually 
make it a task or something on your calendar to follow through and complete some of these goals. As with any type of change in routine, you will notice that it's better to start out small. Give yourself maybe a couple minutes here or there during your day that you're just spending with yourself. Maybe cutting out that on the phone time before you go to sleep or right when you wake up in the morning and using that time to sit and focus and think about what you're going to do for the rest of the day or what you need to do when you wake up in the morning. As I explained earlier with telling people no, you do also have to get into the mindset that you telling someone no is not going to ruin their lives. If it is something trivial like going to a birthday party or maybe joining someone for a lunch date, and it could be someone that you care about immensely or someone that is more of an acquaintance. If you need that time to yourself and you really don't want to go, those people in your lives will understand that you need that time. I'm someone that, of course, does not like to spend a lot of time with too many other people. I don't like crowded spaces or too much stimulation. And so it is pretty often that I am not wanting to go do things with people. It's almost a joke among me and the people that I know that when I do go out and do something, I must really be excited about it because I don't typically like to go out. With my friends, when I do make plans, things to the effect of going to lunch or hanging out or doing something over a weekend, if I back out or if while making the plans, I say, you know, this is something that I really don't want to do. I don't think I'm going to be in the mood to be around people or hang out with people. I know that my friends and the people that care about me completely understand. Even family completely understands that I need that space to myself. The people that don't understand, you can kind of take more of a skeptical look at what your relationship really consists of and if it is something that you feel that you need in your life or you want to work as a hindrance to your own personal development any longer. It's hard to be told, one, that someone would rather spend their time alone than spend it with you. But it's also important that you're honest with the people that you're around and you're not building bad memories or negative examples of yourself, especially when you do need that time alone or you know that you're just not feeling feeling like being around people. You don't want that to affect your actual relationship with someone, whether it causes you to be more on edge during the time that you spend together, or if you find yourself really not being able to engage in the time that you spend together. And once you do get the hang of being able to say no and being able to be told no and actually following through with these things, you'll be able to have a more keen awareness of when you're actually making a compromise as opposed to making a sacrifice. With a compromise, you're able to meet someone in the middle or you're able to do something that maybe you didn't have full interest in doing, but you know that there's going to be a mutual benefit coming from it. When you're making a sacrifice, you're giving up your uh, time or your resources doing something that you can't get back. You're 
just giving it away. And while sometimes we do make sacrifices and we know that that's something that we have to do, don't feel as if every decision you make, especially with things that are as small as your weekend plans, don't make those feel like sacrifices. They don't have to be. So now that we have ideas on how to make the space, trying to determine what kind of space you need and how to make it most beneficial for you is a whole another story. We have to try and think of the things that we like doing, but we also have to try and think of the things that actually put us in a position in which we are learning and growing and challenging ourselves. So trying to not only develop skills that we already have or try to grow interests that we already are engaged with, but trying things that are hard for us and things that are new and things that are scary. This is another important part of actually having that space, being able to put yourself in situations that help you develop as a person and help you expand your worldview is incredibly important. It allows you to bring more to the table, especially when you are engaging in social interactions. You're able to understand the other people that are around you a lot better, especially if you have a really strong understanding of yourself. And that time that you spend, it could be your time that you use during the week to decompress and actually relax and let go of some of the things that maybe you've been holding in all week or all day. It can be the time that you use to sit and meditate or at least reflect on the choices that you've made during the day or during the week and how that might have affected you and might affect other people. It can also be time that you use to set goals for the future. So actually taking a moment to look at the things that you're doing now and the things that you want to achieve later and how those actions match up with each other as a way to move those goals forward. There are so many different ways that creating the space for yourself is important and can benefit you, but it's almost a social taboo to actually do it. Being someone that does say no to people a lot, I do get the jokes or maybe the disappointment from other people in which they are sad that maybe I didn't want to do something with them or most recently my work had a Christmas party and I'm definitely not a person for parties but definitely not parties where you have to dress up and you're surrounded by all the people that you've had to work with for the last few months 40 hours a week that was something that was met with a lot of pushback and people trying to tell me like, oh, it's okay, I'm also going alone or don't be nervous, you can sit with my table and me having to be a little less polite and say, no, it's not that I am nervous or I'm shy about being alone it's that I really just don't want to go and I don't find any fun or pleasure in partaking in that activity. And of course, that's always met with a little bit of disappointment or confusion, but that's something that you learn to grow with and get used to. And the people around you really do respect that you're honest with them. And in the future, you might not be pressured to engage in other things that you might not like 
and that's always a win for you. Now, once you have felt like you understand what you need as far as making the space for yourself and following through with it and telling others no and being told no yourself, once you feel as if you have this distance and this separation, and once you feel like you're using it to help bring yourself to a higher plane of existence, you will realize that you have not only grown as a person, but you have been able to take advantage of the benefits that come with getting to know yourself and getting to learn how to interact with yourself and the ones around you a little bit more honestly and on a level that allows you to sometimes even be vulnerable. As a small little challenge, as you go through this week, I want you to maybe set out two hours. They don't have to be consecutive hours, but two hours in which you are really just spending time with yourself. And this could be two hours of really anything, but not something that you already do during your week. So if it's already natural for you to maybe take some time out of your week to draw or to go to an exercise class that you really enjoy, things like that, it doesn't count for your two hours. Take two hours out of this next week to actually partake in something that you don't normally do. If you do come up with something that you find has been able to maybe bring you a lot of motivation throughout the week or give you an opportunity to be a little bit more insightful and you want to share it, definitely reach out to me. I have a Facebook page for this podcast. It's at Solitude Podcast. I also have a website that hosts the podcast. It's unclearmind.com. That is my personal website, and so it does have my yoga stuff and my blog, but it's unclearmind.com. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at unclearmind. If you are wanting to get in contact with me on a personal level, you can shoot me an email. My email address is Tatiana, T-A-T-I-A-N-A, at unclearmind.com. Also, if you are someone that is accessing this podcast via iTunes, make sure that you rate and review. iTunes really puts a lot of emphasis on having people rate and review because that's what actually makes the podcast more visible when people search for things with different keywords. And it also helps me get my podcast out to people that might not have even heard of it or might not have even been explicitly looking for it. So that'd be very, very awesome and helpful of you. Well, I will be back again next week. In the meantime, I'm Tatiana, and this is Solitude.